Shabbat Shalom. And welcome Shabbat Shalom. To the Thank you, Shabbat, Shabbat Shalom. Shalom. Welcome to the Hebrew Congregation of Houston, episode number 180. All praises unto you. Once again, we welcome you into this service. We trust that you are having a blessed and wonderful day. And so once again, welcome. Um, we are a few people short, as you can see. Our hostess, the mostess, is comforting a family that's currently grieving. And so we have stepped up and going to try to do the best we can as we come together to celebrate this wonderful Shabbat that Yah has blessed us with. And so once again, we'll try to give you a word of encouragement. Um, and so we were thinking on, on the phrase, fear not. And, and we know that we, people are going through situations. And so sometimes we are not quite sure what to do because they seem so overwhelming. But in the midst of adversity, we just want to encourage you and let you know to fear not. So fear not when you face adversity. Fear not when life events does not go your way. Fear not when you do not see a way out of bad situations. Fear not and trust Yah. Keep his commandments. He has promised to fight for us if we keep his commandments. And so keep in mind that Rabbi encouraged us last time and he said to know who we are and whose we are. And, and so when we go through situations, remember that you're not alone and you don't have to take challenges on on your own because he has promised to always be there with us and to lead us through situations so we just want to encourage you as those situations come up knowing that you are not alone in all situation he is Yahweh and and we're currently looking at the um, Torah portions where he introduced himself as Yahweh to, to Moshe letting him know who he was all before people knew him as Elohim God Almighty but now he's a God that is with us in the midst of our situation you know just keep in mind that all glory belongs to him and in everything that we go through as we look at the um, parishes that we are looking at all God requires is that glory is his that we shine the light on him and not on ourselves because for all situation he is the one to be glorified He's the one to be praised. You'll see as the children of Israel are going through certain situations coming out of Egypt, that the glory belongs to Yah. And so keep that in, in mind as we go forward. You know, so again, fear not and go forward. Through all situations, he kept saying, even to Moses before they were before the Red Sea, go forward. There's no need to, to sink and go back, but to remember, fear not and go forward for Yah fights our battle. Um, I also thought of, of Job, where he was told to curse Yah and die. And, um, you know, but through all of this, he says, um, though he slay me, yet will I trust him, knowing that in life situations will, will arise. And there will be those who encourage you to just forget about it, just throw in the towel, and then just die, just live a life, forget about Yah. But even in the midst of that situation, Job was yet, Job was able to say, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. In the midst of losing riches and wealth, losing possessions, losing all his children, he still had the fortitude to say, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. So knowing that in all situations, fear not and go forward. It's, it's certainly not an easy situation as you go through those situations. 
Um, I don't think I'll ever forget. I would constantly talk about or sometimes bring up the fact that we lost our daughter earlier. And it's a tough situation for a parent to lose a child. And so many people are going through. We've been through several um, funerals in the last couple of weeks. You know, but knowing again, in spite of all of that situation, to fear not, Yah is yet looking out for us. And He has a plan and a purpose. Just keep in mind that we keep our trust in Him. So despite all of what Eo went for Job, he yet said, yet will I trust him. We think of the other example of the three Hebrew boys, and I'll use their Hebrew names, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. And they were able to tell Nebuchadnezzar, we're going into this furnace. We will not serve any other Yah. We trust only in Elohim, the God of heaven and earth. And so if he set us free from this situation all praises to him and even if he doesn't choose to deliver us from the fiery furnace yet still our trust and hope is in him we will not fear that which we see so our word of encouragement to you today is fear not what you see but know that yah is fighting for you he has your back and so no matter what situation you go through you go through Fear not and trust in him. Okay, I'm going to read Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 6. It says, Trust in El Yahuwah with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Do not let what you see intimidate you to fear and doubt, but rather fear not and believe. In Yahweh, because He's able to certainly deliver us from all situations. Mm -hmm. So I, I trust that word of encouragement touches your heart. And and as you go through this day and every day, remember that yes, we go through situations, but we serve a Yah that cares for us. He loves us, and He will never forsake us. He's only asking that we continue to look onto Him, and recognize that all glory is His. Mm -hmm. So as we go through situations. The ultimate goal is for Yah to manifest himself in our lives by doing that which we could not see or even think possible. Yeah, so. just don't remember that song. Mm -hmm. Trust in Yahweh with all your heart and lean not to thine own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, he shall direct, and he shall direct, he shall direct your path. I know that's not exactly the last part of it, how you know, but that's what it became when I was home alone and I would sing it. It was, you know, growing up, it was more like, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to thine own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him. And he shall direct your path. And of course, like that was something a lot of times we would sing with the choir. So it had multiple 
parts to it, but at home it became, and he shall direct your, and he shall direct your, and he shall direct your path. Hallelujah. 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 What, what is it that you need? Go ahead. Okay. Um, sorry. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, at the request of my husband, he wanted me to sing one of the things, I guess, that came up in the scripture. I guess we tend to sing it around this time because we'll see the scripture and then um, we'll sing it. There is no, I don't have the instrumental for this, especially since we learned it like growing up. I don't think that, um, except for Sister Rennie, we have, it exists. But um, before I sing that, I just wanted to, it just kept ringing in my, I guess, in my spirit to sing it into thing. I don't know how it's going to come out, but y'all <laughs> do, do, do it. <laughs> me but in my because then you know when you hear things in the spirit and then you try to bring them out in the natural realm <laughs> it's, it's no small thing in terms of how it turns out so i pray that how i hear it is how and it, it's light it's just to you know to remind us and to open you know the floodgates of heaven unto us and it's shema but um it's it's the way i keep i'm i i hear Shema oftentimes and, and was hearing it even this morning. It starts off like this. And I, I was looking to see if there's any music that could come here and can get it there. But you know, when it's in your head, it's not easy to find an instrumental that matches it. But it was Shema. Oh, 
Mashiach, Um Chavod And this part I'm going to do from the book, <laughs> not from my memorization. Hallelujah. Bishivtega bivitega uvetega vadare Ushopega uvhumega ushatam leot ayadeho Wahayule tota fot meneho Uvdaftam al mazuzo defeho Uvishore Shema Shema Listen carefully, Yahshua Al. Yahuwah Adonai's our power, Yahuwah is one. Blessed be his glorious name and his rulership forever and ever. And you shall love Yahuwah Adonai, your power, with all of your heart and all of your soul and all that you have. Let these words that I command you today be in your heart. You shall teach them to your children and you shall discuss them while sitting in your house, while moving in route when you leap down and wake up. You shall bind them as a token upon your hand. And they shall be as a totafoth, a tefillin, between your eyes. Write them upon the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Amen. For these are Yah's instructions to his children, to his people, to Yahshua Al, as Rabbi said in one of his teachings, to all those who are going to Yah. Hallelujah. The one that you wanted me to sing, let me see the scripture back up, and then I'm going to end it with my, and I don't know, I couldn't, I, you know we sing bless the Lord, oh my soul, we sang it, or bless Yahweh, several times, but the version that came into my head, I guess it's similar to what a cult Easter was playing, but a little varied, um, a few weeks ago, maybe last week, actually, but I, wasn't finding the instrumental for how I wanted it to go, so I'll probably we'll start it off without and then end it with music. But the one I, I thought of was the one where the children of Israel crossed the Red Sea, mm -hmm. and Miriam oh, starts to sing that there is none like unto thee, right. glorious in holiness. Yes, you know, um, I just thought it was appropriate. You know, as we continue to, to grow. And that was Exodus 15 verse, I need the first one. I think it's 11. Yeah. So yeah, we're going to start that one out. And that one is a. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There is none like unto thee, O Yamangas. There is none like unto thee. 
glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders. There is none like unto thee. We're really supposed to start with the question Who is like unto thee? Oh, oh, oh Yamanga. Is like unto thee, glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders. There is none like unto thee. Everybody's speaking it up. Be okay. 
Did you have some stuff you need to do with the Torah portion? No, it's just again just informing of the um, the portions that we are doing. So currently we're doing Beselak. Um, we're coming from um, Exodus chapter 13 verses 17 um, through chapter 17 verse 16. And Beselak, this is the 16th um, portion reading, um, which deals with the episode where the children of Israel are exiting Egypt and have to confront the Red Sea and um, cross the Red Sea. And so the song we were just singing was one that they sang after crossing the Red Sea as they made their way into the wilderness. So that's what the, um, the Torah portion will be about um, for, for this week. And then the next one is a continuation. We go into Yitro. Uh, with the um, the father-in-law of Moses, okay. and um, that's going to be chapter 18. That's that's going to be where it begins, and so that's going to be for next week portion. Mm -hmm. but that's that's all I wanted to add. In, in addition to the um, Judges chapter four, mm -hmm. verses four through chapter five, verses 31. That's for again for today, and the, the gospel is Matthew chapter 14, verses 22 through 33 okay and for next week like we said exodus 18 verses 1 for chapter 20 verse 23 the half torah is coming from the prophets isaiah chapter 6 verses 1 through um, chapter 7 verse 6 and 9 verses 5 through 6 and the half torah the um Brihadisha, sorry, the gospel would be matthew chapter 19 verses 16 through 26. So hopefully you will think on those and spend time in his word so that when we do come forth, you have a foundation or basis to, to rely on as you yourself make your inquiry into the word of Yah. It's important that we study his word. That's how we show ourselves approved. Workmen right, rightfully divide in the word of truth. So, that thank you. That it might you. be hidden in our hearts. That's right. That we may not ever against mm -hmm. it. Amen and amen and amen. Alleluia. All right. Amen. Hallelujah. Before we bring Rabbi on, again, as we go into the Torah, we'd like to take this time. Mm -hmm. I was going to do this. Okay, sorry. One more song. Go ahead. Yeah, I interrupted to let you. You seemed like you had something mm -hmm. to say, so I, I paused. Okay. Well, that, that's, that's what was on my mind. <laughs> but I did tell the people I was going to end in blessed. 
<laughs> did I not? <laughs> we must keep our words. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so, <laughs> the hostess with the most is this <laughs> It's ready for you wrapped up, so we're gonna try. Yeah, go Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um so this one is Psalms one oh three. Of course we all know. Psalms one oh three verse one. Sometimes we go into verse two. And um, the, I told you that there was a version that was playing in my head, I guess, from a quote um, Easter last week, but I could not find the instrumental, so I'm going to do them both. I'll start with that one and run into the um, the other one. But it's, bless Yahweh, oh my soul, bless Yahweh. but I wasn't finding Bless quite that name. one hallelujah. and then there is this one hallelujah which we all know and I'm sorry if y'all get tired of us singing but we will continue to bless y'all oh our soul sing praises unto his wonderful hallelujah. name hallelujah hallelujah <laughs> when it's in you it's in you hallelujah hallelujah and we will bless Yahweh, oh, our soul, and all that is within me, bless His
Great 
From the top to the bottom, from the head to the feet. Hallelujah. We will bless his name. Hallelujah. The second verse says, Bless Yah, O our soul, and forget not all of his benefits. Hallelujah. 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 Who heals all our diseases, forgives all of our iniquities. We give him glory. We give him honor. We give him praise. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you. Hallelujah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank Hallelujah. you. Thank you. Hallelujah. I guess now yes. he's ready yes. to do the blessing. But, but before we do, I just thought again the fact that we have to fear not. Mm. And in that fear not, remembering to give him praise. You talked about singing mm. and how amazing it is when that the children of Israel sang when they made it through the Red Sea. Mm -hmm. you know, and, and so like whenever there's a critical situation, we rejoice. And, and it's a way to mark it, you know, it's through singing. It's so much easier when that song is on your heart. Or David, when he brought the, the Ark of the Covenant mm -hmm. back in, yeah, that he literally, yeah. in his dancing and singing and praising, danced out of his clothes. You know, that so, when you <laughs> think of, um, there's a song my brother, my youngest brother, he liked it when he was growing up. And it's, and I sometimes would just be running around the house and it just pops into my head. How good it is to give thanks unto Yahweh. How good it is to give thanks unto Elohim. For he heals the brokenhearted, binding up their wounds. It is good to praise his holy name. 
How good it is to give thanks unto Yahweh. How good it is to give thanks unto Elohim. For he heals the brokenhearted, binding of their wounds. It is good to praise his holy name. And there's more to it, but this was my brother's favorite part. Gonna praise his name. We're gonna praise his name. We're gonna praise his name. We're gonna praise his name. Hallelujah. 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 When he when we would sing this and he was young, he would just start hopping all over the house. <laughs> as soon as you start saying, We're gonna praise his name, he wouldn't know what to do with himself. And so every time for some reason when I would sing this song, it's like I would become like like I was with him when we were little again, jumping around the house. <laughs> singing we're gonna praise his name Hallelujah. you know you, how good it is to give thanks unto Yahweh. Hallelujah. 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 at this point we come to the part of the service Hallelujah. where we're gonna break bread but before we do we're just gonna say this prayer over the Torah that, really this that, time that, that, that <laughs> word it's blessed shall be received shall be Hallelujah. well eaten well digested to bring strength and courage to your lives your hearts to your families and in all things that you do that this word will be hidden in your heart that you will not yeah. trespass or sin yeah. against yeah so study the Torah. Therefore we beseech you, Yahuwah Adonai, our power, to make pleasant the words of your Torah in our mouths and in the mouths of your people, the house of Israel, so that we, our descendants and the descendants of your people, the house of Israel, may all know your name and study your Torah. Blessed are you, Yahuwah Adonai, our power, who teaches Torah to your people, Israel. Amen. Blessed are you, Yahuwah Adonai, our power, King of the universe, who has chosen us from among all the nations and given to us your Torah. Blessed are you, Yahuwah Adonai, who give us the Torah. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 
Haba Beshem Yahuwah. Blessed is he who comes in the name of Yahuwah. And so now we turn it over to our Rabbi, Rabbi Abjulon Ben Yaakov, that we may break bread before our wonderful and merciful Yah. Hallelujah. Rabbi, we turn it over to you, wonderful guys. Thank you. And be blessed in Yah's name. Amen and amen. 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 Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. On this wonderful Yom Tov, we're here once again together to break the bread of life. Oh, sitting just listening and meditating. You know, I got, you see my background, right? This background uh, is one of the things I use when I meditate. Uh, imagine this. And, and, and it takes me back to Cape Coast, Ghana, when you're driving down the coast highway and you can look at the water and you see the palm trees and the ocean. And so it just brings peace. Right. Shalom, hold is a, a sense of well-being and wholeness. And so I, I love to put this background up. <laughs> I just, I just love with the islands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the islands are like right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, peaceful. <laughs> who would want to leave that? Amen. Who would, you know, who would want to leave that? peace yeah. and serenity? But yeah, um, yeah. So we're here, and uh, we're we're like our ancestors in in a way because we're you know studying this leaving, right? Leaving this physical bondage. And also we have to rem remove the spiritual aspect of it because we're bound, you know, in our minds. And that's the biggest obstacle to come over, you know, to, to overcome. And, and uh, you know, in, in as we move in toward this, this parashah, as I'm just thinking about some of the things I, I read in the uh, in the in the sefer and, and you can go if you have an Ethiopian Bible or the Jerusalem Bible or, or a real a true Catholic Bible you'll be reading the same thing that's in the, in the sefer uh, you know and, and you come across a part um, talking about the Israelites and and how the Mitzray Misraim were, were trying to destroy them, you know. Uh, and it, it talks about how they had tried these different ways of destroying them, but none of them worked. None of them worked, right? So what that reminds us is that, you know, the enemy has tried so many different ways to get rid of us. None of them. And so he's always coming up with a different and a new plan and a plot to destroy us. You know, try drowning, killing, you know, uh, abortion, all these things, and they and we still we're still proliferating. We're growing, so I said we got to get rid of these people, you know. And he's still using the same plots today, and he's found he think he's found a way, and he, and that way is to make us forget who we are. That was his plan. That's the plan. Make us forget who we are, and that way, because we don't know who we are. We, can, we will take on all the things that we were commanded not to do. And, and if you look around at our communities, we are doing just that. But, but, but remember the concept of Zim Zoom, out of the darkness, there's always a ray of light. Just when that old devil thought that, uh, no, I'm not calling it devil, just when the adversary thought that he had gotten rid of us and, and, and 
and come up with a good plan, it has failed again. Why? Because we, at the last, you know, when you see a person, they come up, they're flatlining. You, you, you know, you hear about them, people flatlining and they're gone for 10 seconds. They're, I mean, they're really dead. They're clinically, they said they're dead, you know. And then, and then people, you know, up to hours have all of a sudden life comes back and they're up and they wonder what's going on. And they're telling you all the things they saw. That's like us. They thought, the enemy, the adversary thought we were dead because they killed our fathers. They took and stole our babies, separated us from our families. We didn't. We, who's going to tell us who we are? How our fathers and mothers are going to remind us who our family is and what land we came from? Because we're not with our family. Our language has changed. We, we, they put us with the people that we don't understand their language and their culture. And we didn't. And so we were like dead for years. It was like we were dead. And all of a sudden, here we are today on this program and all over the world talking about who we are. Because remember who we are. We were revived from the dead. We were marked as clinically dead for a season. And here we are talking about it today and talking about the same thing that happened to our ancestors right now, you know, and, and, and you know, uh, I was also thinking, you know, last week we were talking about, uh, we had questions and, and I, and I called, I make the statements about the legends and how we focus with the, with the commandments because we don't, well, when you start to read the different materials, the different history, the different, and the different, um, books that were left out and then you talk to different scholars and scholarship and um we find that people focus on certain things in the scripture and find discrepancies they think are discrepancies again i say they think they are discrepancies but they are not okay and i want to look at one of them before we move forward right now just before we move a little bit forward i want to look at one of those descriptions those discrepancies well it's not a really discrepancy it's one of those things that again causes some some challenges Okay, now uh, remember when the children of Israel came out of Egypt back in in uh, Parashah Bo, and it said that they had been the delivery was like four hundred and something years. They came out four hundred years, right? Uh, and and so people focus on we're going to be in bondage four hundred years, and that was four hundred years in in Mitzrayim, four hundred years, and. Uh, so a lot of people bought that, right? It says in uh, chapter 12, okay, uh, verse 40, it says, and this is the last parashah, because I'm leading up, I'm, going, I'm moving up toward where we are today. It says, now the sojourning of the children of Israel who dwelt in Mitzrayim was 430 years, you see. 430 years. Now, now people say, oh, it's 430 years. But that's, then you go back to the Sefer or the Jerusalem Bible, right? Go to the Jerusalem Bible and you look at it in there and you find something different in the Sefer. You go to the Sefer, which is this a part of the parashahs, right? In the Sefer, uh, in chapter 81, book of Jasher, book of Jasher, chapter 81, it says, and the children of Israel journeyed from Ramses to Sukkot, uh, to Kukot, about 600,000 men on foot besides the little ones and their women. Also, a mixed multitude went up with them and flocks and herds, even much cattle. And the sojourning of the children of Israel who dwelt in the land of Mitzram 
in hard labor. Change, right? Hard labor was 210 years. So people were getting arguing about that. So, you know, and so the people that have faith and believe the scripture, it is the word of faith. It is the word of truth. But to the unbelieving and the doubtful, it's called a legend. Okay? For those who have the word of truth and have studied the scripture and know that it is the word of truth and it has, uh, it shows the, the way that the scripture comes around and about and, and does the same thing over and over again, to us that believe, to us that believe, it is the word of truth, the word of faith. But for those that are doubtful and unbelieving, it is the legend. Now, when I say that, you have to understand that it doesn't say whether the person is astute in Bible knowledge. It says, I'm saying, those that are astute but believe. Or those that, you know, have a true faithful believing. And when they read these things, Research and find, oh, it is the word of faith. It is the word of truth. And it is always the same. So it gives more detail in the Sefer saying it was the 200 some years of hard labor, recognizing that the first few years, first couple of hundred years were not hard labor. We were guests. That clears up a lot of things because that's the word of faith. That's the word of truth. It is not a legend to us. To others outside unbelieving and don't have the facts, it becomes a legend. Okay, so that you know, and that's that's how it works. Oh, I see your hand, uh, coat. I see your hand. Did you have your hand up? I was just thinking when you said, um, those that have faith, those that believe, mm -hmm. and then I was thinking of my husband had just asked me, he was like, Did I know last night? Did I know the word for um, for faith or whatever, or believe? And I was like, It's emuna. And I was like, But um, I was like, The reason why you hear one person say faith and one person say believe, which you said mm -hmm. them both is because really it's like by trusting and believing. So it's a mm -hmm. moving word. It's not just, mm -hmm. whereas faith is very stagnant of a word. It's just a singular word, but emuna is trusting and believing. So mm -hmm. we're trusting and believing in the words yeah. that Yah said and that he put there. And so like it made me think of, you know, where that part where it says, but by trusting and believing, mm -hmm. but without trusting and believing, it is impossible to please Yah. And stuff, and then it goes on to list all of our ancestors who trusted and believed. And it says, by trusting and believing, right. Abraham did this. By trusting and believing, mm -hmm. Moshe did that. Yeah. And that's the same way that we are supposed to, you know, because before there was a written, you know, something that we could have for ourselves. Yah was already speaking the, this Torah and, and hiding it in people's hearts. And he actually said that in the last days, that's what he was going to do. Instead, he said, no longer would mm -hmm. you have to tell them to know Torah to know Yah because it will be inside of them and they will be acting on the things inside of them, mm -hmm. trusting and believing and you know. And so, yeah, and keep that in mind, trusting and believing or, uh, you know, and, and those that have an academic knowledge, mm -hmm. but not a faith or belief. Mm -hmm. We're all in the same, we're supposed to be of the same camp, of the same people who have the same Bibles, right? Or mm -hmm. the same word of truth. But here's what it says. Watch this example from chapter 80 in the book of Jasher. Start at verse 36. I want to, I'm just going to start at 36 and read down a little bit. Okay. It says, And Elohim sent darkness upon Mitzrayim, that whole land of Mitzrayim, and Petrach became dark for three days. You remember that from the last parashah? Okay. It says, So that a man could not see his hand when he lifted up his mouth, uh, to his mouth. 
And at that time, many of the people of Israel, listen at this now. Now, Elisa last week made mention of this, but not this particular part, but she mentions that many of the Israelites perished. She says, at, in verse 37, at that time died many of the people of Israel. So you don't get that in the King James Version. Many of the people of Israel who, who rebelled against Yahuwah, who were not hearkened up to Moshe, Aaron, and believed not in, in them that Elohim had sent them. Uh, in, in other words, so you have those that are faith. We're all in the same community. Some have faith and them don't, right? So you see there's a difference. There's a, a line in there, and, and many of them perished during the darken, darkness. Many of the Israelites perished. Why? Because they did not have the faith. And the scripture does this many times. It does this many times to let us know that just because you call yourself an Israelite or a Jew or, or, or a Christian doesn't mean that you're in the word of truth by faith in the, in the faith. It, it, you could still be rebellious and look like and look like you're set aside, but in your heart and in your actions, in your true belief, it is not so. So this is why it's important for us to get a good foundation and really believe and obey. The way that we show it is by we truly obey it because we want to obey it. We want to obey the commandments. We strive with all our heart and our soul and all our strength to obey what the Torah says, you know, because there is one who reads our hearts and knows our hearts. He is our father and he is in the heavens and he created everything. We are his children and it is him that we worship and him that we serve. Okay, let's move forward now. All right. So, Oh, by the way, I want to give thankful, give thanks to all, you know, to to my father and to, and I'm thankful for being here again with you all to share with you all. And so, uh, this is open forum, right? As always, um, and and we we invite discussion, and we I especially enjoy listening to, uh, you know, your your explanation and and uh, when you expound on the word and and share because. Um, what we're doing here is we're bringing the community together. We're exercising the word of exhortation, exhortation and comfort. Sometimes we approve, rebuke, and exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. So all of this comes to play on the Shabbat this day when the angels of the uh, presence and the angels of the sanctification are with us. We are here. All right. So now I want I want to do something else. Okay. Um, so as the children of Israel are preparing to leave, okay, and, and uh, we're leaving and we're going, and that we've already left, right? We're in this in this in this parish hall, it says uh, and says uh, in chapter 14 of Exodus, it says, and the and the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel that they turn and encamp before. The uh, Piharoth between Migdal and the and the sea over against Baal the Zephon before um, before you shall encamp by the sea. So the children of Israel are out in this parish; they're gone. But I want to read something here again. This is, and we've done this before, right? We've done, but it's just something I want to remind us 
I want us to be reminded of how we are and who we are in this in this 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 time or this dispensation that we're in. And so we look at different people, and we don't always uh, agree with the methods. Listen, I'm saying the methods that we use, right, in our way of expression of how we love the Father and coming out of bondage. And so being here in the in the, in the in the world systems, uh, we're all striving to get home, right? Not all of us. See, I had to correct that because not all of us are. Because many want to stay where they are. Let me read something for you now out of the, out of the Sefer. Again, when you're in the King James, you miss a lot of this stuff. So we always like to say that. You miss a lot of it, right? You got to get some more stuff. You got to get into it because, uh, let me say it like this. If you have a true Catholic Bible, right? Uh, uh, not the King James, by the way. King James is not the Catholic Bible. Catholic Bible, if you get the, the uh, Ethiopian Bible and you put them aside, they'll be close, very close as far as the, the number of books in them. Okay. The number of books. So they're the same, right? They give a lot of background that we don't get in the King James, which you're missing, uh, uh, you know, in just... And, and, and don't get me wrong. The King James is enough. It's more than enough that you can obey the commandments because, again... It's, it's not the, the stories, or as I call it, the legends to you. It is the commandments that you're striving to 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 live by, as as the Messiah says, uh, "If you love me, keep the commandments." Okay, so you find the commandments written in the in the Torah, and throughout the Tanakh, you see uh, the different uh, uh, successes and failures based upon how we obey the commandments, and it's the same today, right? It's the same. So it says, uh, chapter 81, uh, let me see here. Yeah, okay. Uh, I was trying to, I was looking at the cat, but I wanted, I was going to, uh, you know, Pharaoh is going to go after the children of Israel, but, um, I want to, maybe I should give some background on that. Um, okay, yeah, okay, I'm going to verse, I'm going to go to chapter 81, verse 7, and read that, and then I'm going down to where I want to, really want to get to about us. It says, and the children of Israel traveled from Kukot and encamped at Itham. Uh, at the end of the wilderness. So this is where we begin. This is what I was reading in King James Version, chapter 14, but this is chapter 81 in the Sefer. It says, and on the third day after the, after the Mitzrayim had buried their firstborn, many men rose up from Mitzrayim and went after the children of Israel. Okay, so King James doesn't give you all this information, right? So it says, uh, to make them return to Mitzrayim. After the three days, they said, well, they've been gone too long. Let's go get our, our slaves back because we need somebody to, to do some work, right? It says, it says, for they repented, they had sent Israel away from their servitude. And one man said to the, his neighbor, surely Moshe and Aaron spoke to Pharaoh saying, we will go three days journey into the wilderness and, and sacrifice to Yahuwah our Elohim. 
Now, now, therefore, let us rise up early in the morning and cause them to return. So they go, you know what? It's the same thing in this country. When you we start talking about leaving, they start doing little things that you don't pay attention to it to keep you here, right? Want to keep you here? You know, take your passport away if you get mad. They as many they get your take your passport away so you can't leave. You know, they do all kinds of little things. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, to to keep you out, raise the rates and and. Uh, they're gonna have the law, so you can't lose the country if you got, you know, if you got a felony or you can't leave the country. All right. Okay. Go ahead. I see your hand. Uh, in case you wanted to share your screen, Rabbi, you do have. I think you should have the privilege if you want to share. Your he screen. gave you the hosting privilege. Oh, share. okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I can't share it with this one. This I have no this problem. on in my book, my, my hard cover. Okay. 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 He just yeah. wanted you to know. And yeah. Okay. Yeah. I appreciate that. I might I might get to share something though. <laughs> uh, okay, so it says, uh, "If they return to us, the Mishraim to their master, then shall we know that there is faith in them." See, they wanted to have faith in the system. They wanted the children of Israel to have faith in their in the system instead of in Yah, right? Wrong. And so, uh, and it says, and and chapter and verse eleven it says, "All the nobles of Pharaoh rose up in the morning." with them about 700,000 men and they went forth from Nitzram on the uh, on that day and came to the place where the children of Israel were and all the Nitzram saw both Moshe and Aaron all the children of Israel they were sitting by uh, uh, Pifah Hiroth eating and drinking and celebrating the feast of Yah so they're out we're out we're having a good time so they come they said wait we got to go get these people and they see they're out we're celebrating and so, long story short, they they confront and they said, uh, you know, the Lord told us don't come back. They said we we going on. We, we this is our we're celebrating here because we're leaving. We're not coming back. It's called don't give them the reparations because they won't go. They you know so 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 they because they're gonna go. Don't give them reparations because they're gonna leave. And if they leave, you know, talk to people from the continent of Africa. They said we've had a brain drain. All our brain drain. Our our children have left and taken all the dollars and they're in the other countries. Let's bring our children back home. So there's a cry on the continent of Africa to bring everybody back to the continent of Africa. They want us to come back, but you know, we're from Northeast Africa, but we did settle in West Africa and all throughout the continent of Africa. But they want us to come back home, bring our gifts with us there and share where we can live in peace, prayerfully, live in peace, right? Uh, not having fear. So, it says, and the nobles, verse 16, and when the nobles of Mitzrayim saw that the children of Israel did not hearken to them to return to Mitzrayim, they girded themselves to, to fight with Israel and they got whooped. <laughs> okay? They tried to fight with Israel, couldn't win, could not win. So they go back to the Pharaoh, make it short again, and they tell the Pharaoh what's going on. So the Pharaoh gets in an uproar. He says, okay, now I'm going to get them. So this is what happens in it. So the children of Israel are at the sea, Sea of Reeds, and with their back there, and then the Pharaoh's coming with all of his horses, his thousands are coming after the children of Israel. And during this time when all this is coming, and they're seeing these forces coming against them, you know, when they're bringing the war against you, they threaten with war, they threaten with sanctions, they threaten with all these things. So the children of Israel are seeing this. And so this is what happens with the children of Israel. It says, Verse 25, chapter 81. And the children of Israel lifted up their eyes and beheld all the Mitzrayim pursuing them. And the children of Israel were greatly terrified at them. 
and the children of Israel cried to Yahuwah, and on account of, on and on account of the Mitzrayim, the children of Israel divided themselves into four divisions, that they were divided in their opinions. The division was in opinions. What did I say? We have different ways or way we're going about things. Different opinions, still in the same congregation, still in the same community, but with different opinions. There were family, there are 12 tribes with all these different, but they had only four opinions. So they divided themselves into groups, four camps, right? Each camp had three tribes. All right, so it says this, for they were afraid of Mitraim, and Moshe spoke to them, uh, to each of them. The first division, he said, was of the children of Reuben, Simeon, and Yisachar. And they, now remember though, you know, the Israelites had just whooped them just a little while ago. How quickly they forgot the victory. All right? So it says, and they resolved to cast themselves into the sea. Listen at this. These are three tribes of the Israelites. One fourth of them said, ah, let's go into the sea. Let's, let's kill ourselves. They said, they resolved to cast themselves into the sea. You know, that's suicide. Unless they were thinking that the sea was going to part so they could run, you know. But they're afraid. One part of the afraid. Do you see anybody that, do you know anybody that is afraid today? Do you know anybody that's afraid today? You see, and it says, for they were exceedingly afraid of the Mitzrayim. Okay. And uh, Moshe said to them, wait, 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 wait. When I was in the military, I was stationed in Fort Hood, Texas. I come from Gary, Indiana, Midwest. So I'm down there. We got good friends down there. And they would talk about, we would talk about the 60s. Because, you know, it's in the 70s, right? early 70s, I'm in the military. So in the 60s, you know, 60s was very, we were active, you know, we were active. We were doing some stuff in the country, you know, marching and, you know, and uh, a lot of stuff was going on. And so we, you know, and so I'm talking to him, he said, oh, I'm down here in Texas, man, they didn't do it because they're laws, man. We scared of them laws. <laughs> they call the police and them laws. We were scared of them laws, so they were afraid. Houston, Texas, not all of them, but these, when I was talking to him, he was telling me, oh, man, we were scared of them laws. Them laws come in. They come in just do all, you know, they beat you and shoot you. Them laws will come in. That was fear. That's a, that's an opinion. That's in a group, right? They were afraid. So that's what was happening with the Israelites at that time. That that group was, man, they coming. Here they come, man. Let, uh -uh, let, let's just kill it. We're, we're scared. Let's go. So And so, and Moses said to them, he encouraged it. Lord, the, the word of encouragement. When people are afraid, when we find our brothers that are afraid, we must encourage them. Okay? When people are in fear, we must encourage them. It says, uh, Moses said to them, fear not, all of you that are strong, say this, fear not and stand still and see this, that Yahuwah of Yahuwah, which he will effect this day for you. And see the salvation. All right. You know, by the way, he used his son's name, didn't he? Yahweh's my salvation. Right? You didn't catch that? Then when you read, when you read, did you catch that? Now see that <laughs> in the Torah portion, there were some places too, and some stuff I was reading, and I think mm -hmm. or something mm -hmm, where I noticed he used that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He used the name, in, right? In in addition, I was just thinking to the um the the um, half Torah portion too, 
where when 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 um, you go into war, there always seem to be that that dividing taking place. With some that will say, let's just bow down and and not fight others who want to fight because the same thing then happened with with um, when Barack goes in with with Deborah. Yeah, you, you see, like because there's a portion where they're singing again, singing. Yeah, uh-huh. they um, they're saying like um and and then why did he stay with the ships asher sat still at the coast of the sea staying by his landings zebulon is a people who risk their lives to the depth so again you've seen people that's ready to to go into yeah. battle no matter what and people yeah are like, mm, yeah we're we gonna we're gonna just watch you we're not gonna jump in you know and so but i i just thought interesting yeah, yeah. Now, here's what I wonder amongst them all, because we have those, Mm -hmm. then we have those that are like, you know, and I wonder if from there is the voice where you kept constantly having it and so forth. We should have stayed in Egypt. We should have stayed in Mitzrayim. We should have stayed in Mitzrayim. You have those who, as far as they're concerned, they are Mitzrayim. (laughs) They are not, (laughs) you know, Yashara'ah, they are Mitzrayim. And now that I say it that way, or Kemutu. Kemetu would be the, the, uh, Kemet, the thing yeah. that we would probably recognize today because that's what the, you're hearing. You're hearing a lot of people saying, no, what we are is Kemetu and telling, encouraging us as Melanie people like we are Kemetu and this is what you should return to and yeah. stuff. And so it's like without realizing it, there's some who have adapted the ways of Mitzrayim or yeah. Kemet and they believe that is who they are. That is the beginning of things and that is who they are and they cannot see themselves as Yahshua. So I wonder if some stayed back because they, they talk about the ones that were afraid and fearful and what, but yeah. I wonder how many didn't even come. But you know, yeah. I'm just wondering in terms of people who, who drank the Kool-Aid, like let's say the US for example, where you know they're so powerful that you dare not even step up because you, you don't think you stand a chance. Mm-hmm. And and so you'll certainly just acquiesce knowing that they're so powerful, you know. But um, two, I was thinking, Rabbi, because you, you were saying in terms of seeing, because a lot of times you, you see with your natural eye. And and so that becomes very fearful because you said they did whoop um, before, Egypt before, but now that Pharaoh came in and the entire army was coming, seeing that naturally, the eyes, the fear becomes so much. Because yeah. again, you, you you start to doubt your ability as to what right. you could do. Yeah. Not realizing that you may naturally have the strength to withstand that attack, but you just bow down out of fear. So once again, that's why we're saying fear not. Because one thing I had to notice in reading the, um, the passage is um, at the beginning of um, this Torah portion, when, when they're living, it actually says that the children of Israel were equipped for battle. But most times when we talk about them leaving Egypt and going to the Red Sea, we don't yeah. even perceive the idea that, that they were ready physically for <laughs> battle. They, they, yeah. they, they don't even acknowledge yeah. that because most times our image of them is like cowards just yeah. quivering in a corner like, let's just give yeah. in, let's go back to Egypt. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. And we miss, yeah, we miss the other, you know, Previous to that, how they defeated, you know, gone to exactly. war and fought and defeated their foes. They're mm-hmm. powerful, mighty people. Mm-hmm. But what's happened is, see, this is what, what lets you know that the spiritual realm can be stronger, right? Mm-hmm. And it'll affect you if you don't understand the spiritual realm, yeah. right? If you don't understand it, you know, it's not what you see. It's not what you feel. Yeah. It's what the word says that you stand on. 
So it's not by might nor by power. See, we say that all the time, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Mm -hmm. You have to understand he's telling you, you see, you have to step out of the natural realm and go into the spiritual realm. And based upon your faith and you show your faith by doing righteousness, not just speaking righteousness, but mm -hmm. doing righteousness. Right. Moses, when he went out to visit his people, knowing who he was while in Mishraim, before he was went out as a, you know, went into exile, he went into a house. A man, one of the brothers said that this Mitraim came into my house, took my woman in my presence. Oh, that sounds like someplace I oh, it sounds like some history now. Took his woman, bound him, took his woman. Right? And he told Moses, and Moses sued the man. He got the Mitraim and, and, and this him. When he said took his woman, that means he had sex with him, bound him up and had sex with the man's woman in his presence. Check that out. Check that out. Moses acted on, right, righteousness. And he killed the man. And then the next day, of course, you know, we got into to another confrontation, and the man said, are you going to bury me like you did the Egyptian? And, and, and he took off. But this is what happens, right? Okay, so let me get back over here again. <laughs> okay, I just wanted to. Rabbi, before you proceed, um, we are people, uh, we live by what we see. Uh, I know the scripture says, walk by faith and not by sight. But when that thing, as you were saying earlier, um, Owen, we can't, oh, so much in this. Uh, we have to uh, fear not. We cannot live by what we see because our eyes, especially me right now in the situation I'm in, my eyes play severe tricks on me, which make me think something else. So, of course, yes, they had beat the Egyptian army earlier, but when you see all this multitude, oh, no, we can't do that. That's the first thing we say. We can't. Earlier, when the temptations were going on, Yahuwah was saying, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, but I have hardened Pharaoh's heart. We think, oh, why couldn't he um, just do what he said? And even a couple of times he said, I forgive you, I'm sorry. And he then had the nerve enough to say, pray for me. And I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, pray for me and forgive me. But when he sat there too long and his mind started wondering, let's go get him back. No, I'm not going to keep my word to you. It's really about the word, the word that proceeds out of my, our mouth, out of Yahushua's mouth, anyone. If we cannot sustain ourselves by that word and believe, we are like wind, like those trees blowing in the wind. The leaves are going back and forth. We have to, and yes, we're going to lose some along the way. And I'm sorry for that. We are all sorry for that because we don't want that to happen. Mm -hmm. But the word doesn't change on the piece of paper. It's still the same. My issue, all kinds of things happen during the day. But I have to go back to the promise. I have healed you and I will sustain you. And it's look like, where is it at? Where is it at? Where is it at? 
but we have to be sustained by his word and that it does not change. I change not. So if he changes not, or since he changes not, we should not be changing. We do what we need to do. We tweak what we need to tweak, but nevertheless, he changes not and he will do what he said he will do. Amen. That's all. Amen. So we, yeah, okay, that's a good word. So we, uh, in the first fear, we who are strong, we should encourage them. If we are going to be in leadership position, we must encourage them. Okay, no matter what you see, no matter what you feel, trust the word. Trust the word. It says the second group. It says the second division was of the children of uh, uh, Zebulon, Benjamin. And Naphtali, and they resolved to go back to Mitzrayim with, with the Mitzrayim. They wanted to go back. That's what you said earlier, right? Some of them want to go back, mm -hmm. right? The Kemet, right? Yeah. People that, that have talked, you know, people get the teaching of Kemet. Um, and it's a, the teachings of Kemet in Kemet is uh, uh, um, gives a lot of background and a lot of history of of a lot of Bible doctrine today. Okay, a lot of it, where a lot of it comes from, even to the point where we called him Father. They mm -hmm. taught that in Kemet. In mm Kemet, -hmm. they were the seat of knowledge at the time in Kemet. So they are very proud of that teaching. So that's why they said we should go back. We're commit. We're not commit. All right. You know, there are some that are, but not all of us, not all of us are. All right. And so uh, it talks about Mashiach and all that stuff in commit. Talks about the foundation of where it comes from. Talks about a lot of things. Talks about the commandments, keeping the commandments. Now, what happens is well, I, bet I shouldn't go too far into it because it starts talking about how the, the, the West looked at them as polytheism. Um, there was a group that were, that broke off from the teachings and the teachings in Kemet actually came from Enoch, mm -hmm. right? And that line, that's what that teaching in Kemet, when they start arguing about how much that came from Enoch or Kanok, they changed the name, changed the name, same person, right? Same mm -hmm. person, same power, same authority. It's the same teaching. And it came mm -hmm. from you know, it's an ancient, ancient teaching, right? So that's what they have to understand. But again, uh, they wanted to go back. There's a group that want to go back. And what happens? And Moses said unto them, fear not. Again, that's the spirit of fear operating. In the spiritual realm, we see first, want to commit suicide. It's fear. Second, they want to stay and go back because of the spirit of fear. You're getting to the root of it now. So you get into the root of it. What is it? What's causing them to be like that? It's the spirit of fear. Again, dealing in the spiritual realm. Based upon what they see. And then on what their, their emotions, they're on the nephesh. And not the neshima, but in the nephesh. The natural part of the, of the of what we call the soul. The natural soul. Fear. Emotion. Cause them to want to stay in captivity. Remember, this is the, this is the, this is the 200 some years of harsh labor. They wanted to go back to that. They wanted to go back to that. And so Moses, again, he comes and says, fear not, for as you have seen the Mitzrayim this day, 
so shall you not see them no more forever. The intent was to never go back into bondage, physically or spiritually. Physically nor spiritually were we to return to bondage. Mitzrayim meaning bondage. All right? So it says the third division was of the children of Yehuda and Yosef. All right? And they resolved to go to meet Mitzrayim to fight with them. Now we got the brothers that want to go down and get down with them. Right? Okay, let's go fight them. We can beat them. It only take two of us. We can go in and beat them. Two of us can go and beat them all. And they probably would too. Because, because there's something working with them more than the physical realm because they had no fear. But he says, now watch this, what it says. And, to Mo, and, and Moshe said to them, stand still in your places where Yahuwah will fight for you and you shall, shall remain silent. He said, you don't have to do it. It's already taken care of. You just do what you're supposed to do. Get ready to go across the sea is what he said. So those that want to fight, hey, don't get out there in the street and stand on the corner and beat up people and stuff like that. No, 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 no. Hold your tongue. Sometimes you have to encourage other people over the spirit of fear. Others, you have to say, wait a minute, back it up a little bit. Your ego is getting to you. They were dealing in their ego because they knew that they could do it. Again, here's another one. Lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. You know, ego plays a part. In one group, egotistical. We can do it, but the Lord, the Lord, our Father says, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit. He said, I got something for you. Just stand still. I don't want no blood on your hand. I want you to stand still. Let me do it. Let me do it. So he says again, and the fourth division was of the children of Levi, Gad, and Asher. And they resolved to go into the midst of the Mitzrayim to confound them. They want to go in and confound. How are you going to do that? You see, go work amongst them, learn what they do, and, just, and, and live amongst them. That's not a healthy thing to do, right? They're going to be politicians, you know? Get in and kind of reason with them. You know. Let's use the laws to make it right. You know. I, I see your hand. I see your hand, brother. We yeah, I, I was just thankful that you mentioned that because I think one of the things we miss in, in our Bible is, is that aspect of it. That um while you may have had some who wanted to fight, I think that journey in to some extent was intended for them to grow spiritually, you know, because Yah had to be glorified in, in that situation. So so the fact that we could now see that you had those four divisions and those who wanted to, to go in and fight physically, and for Moses to say, no, that's not what we're going to do. Because even the fact that they took that, the way that they took going towards the Sea of Reed, because they could have easily gone through the um, Philistines and and, mm -hmm. and and fight there, but Yah knew what that might cause them or would cause them, mm -hmm. so they had to go a different route. Because I think we oftentimes talk about being in the world system where you have been so conditioned, and we talk about the Stockholm syndrome, that 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 relationship that our forefathers had with with the Creator was now in some in, to some extent no longer there. And so now you have to retrain, like you said, we are now awakening to who we are and whose we are. And so we, we're going to have to go through a process where we are being taught once again how to rely on Yah and not on our ability because we do have limitations, whereas he is limitless because we see where the, you, you have certain confrontations 
And it's only because of him. And even now, our people will say, I did not see a way out of this. But thank Yah that mm -hmm. he was on my side. And, and so everything has to unfold the way it is that we will not rely on our physical strength. But we have to get back to the point where spiritually we know, again, trusting and believing yeah. that Yah has our back. And we have to give him the opportunity to show what he's able to do because that is the only way we are able to get to the point where we could continue to trust because it's, it's ironic that we need those, those experiences because even when I when I did what I did in the beginning, I, I talked about the um, the three Hebrew boys or, or Eo, because we, we need those stories to say, well, didn't he do this? Didn't he do that? So we could rely and say, okay, mm -hmm. I know I could fight this physically, but I'm happy that I, I serve a God who is willing to intervene on, on my behalf. Stand mm -hmm. still and know, just fear not. I got this. So mm -hmm. I'm happy that that you you mentioned that 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 peek behind the curtains that they had to grow spiritually. Well, I kept thinking, and you just added to it when you said, didn't he? So he grew from what it was initially. And I was like, mm. but um, is the, we have always as a people, at least some sect of us have always said that um, we know whose we are, right? You'll say, I know whose I am, but mm -hmm. it, it, we have to take it a step further, I believe, because the issue wasn't knowing whose were the issue is, that as opposed to seeing us as him, as our ancestors had firsthand accounts and we were, um, he was our first and, and we were his people. We see it as we have a second chance, thanks to Yahawashai, where it's like we're getting him secondhand. So it's as opposed to being the olive tree, we see ourselves as the branch. So I think mm -hmm. that 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 twisting of where it's like that that special love that he has his hands he will take care of you not because of um just what Shai did in, in in sacrificing himself but because it was that way it was that way from the beginning you know it's yeah. not just it just started he has mm -hmm. always had us he has always mm -hmm. had our back and we have always been his people just, yeah. from the very beginning like that's the changing of mind that needs to that's part of that stockholm syndrome is that we we're so happy and so grateful to to be his which we should be grateful yes but understanding what position we're in makes a difference there's a difference between thinking that you're the servant who just happened to get a come up and mm -hmm. as opposed to believing that you are the king and the priest the yeah, you right. are the chosen person right. and that's where we need to see ourselves and then we could be like my daddy is gonna do this you know that that's what the attitude comes with it's like you don't know who my daddy is my daddy can do this and that and this as opposed to i am so grateful if you will please you know you go my daddy does this my daddy is great you know we need to see ourselves in the my daddy is great he is you know i am his 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 first love you know i am his his great you know, child, this creation that he is, you know, he loves. And and to to see ourselves, we want to operate as Mashiach, where where he will say to us, Thou art my beloved child or son in whom I am well pleased. Mm -hmm. You know, so now we establish we are his children. We are his chosen people, his chosen vessels. But now we need to 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 be walking in a way because we want him to be pleased with us trusting and believing and that's how you do it when he says something to you when you see it in his book do it when you you hear it his rock you do it you know yeah. trusting and believing takes a whole all of that and more because that's what they had to do walking through that red sea 
Moshe heard something and he goes, okay, people, we about to walk through this, this, this body of water over here. <laughs> you know, I know you yeah, think there are better options, but yeah, this but, is it. <laughs> but to just keeping the idea of that growing spiritually, mm -hmm. that, that right there, I mean, we have to worship in spirit and in truth. And so anything we do physically, it's, it's never going to be enough. So Rabbi, as you were saying that, I also thought of us in our current situation where you've had many who have maybe gone up against the system. We have those who have tried to assimilate. And so no matter what we do physically as a people, it's never going to be good enough because we were never intended to, to join anybody, but to continue to be Yah's people where we would always glorify him. Mm -hmm. you know? And so I think about the fact that we have try to get laws passed, have tried to do so many different things so that we could be on an equal footing. And, and that has yet to happen. We talk about reparations, we will see that happening. Because no matter what we do physically, it's, mm, it's never going to happen. I see, I see. He, we over here like, I want equality. And he's like, equality, I made you to be a city that is set upon a hill and cannot be hid and the light of the world. If you're going to light up the world, they have to see you from all time. What do you mean? You're going to blend in. <laughs> There's no blending in. <laughs> Thank you. But see, now, all that plays in the part that when you lose who you are, yes, mm -hmm. you lose sight of who you are. And so what happens is uh, the world and fear, because all of these groups, by the way, all these groups, fear is mentioned in every one of them. Fear mm -hmm. operates in different ways, right? Mm -hmm. So when you when you have your marching orders, you have your directions from Yah, our father, he wants us to stay the course. And, and not be deterred, you mm -hmm. see. And everything that you all have said are true, right? They are true. And we see them, and we have seen those things all of our lives. In my lifetime, I've seen the same thing we're going through now before. So we know the game. We know the game plan. And the problem is we don't, we have lost sight of the fact, like the children of Israel had done, in that first 200 some years, lost sight of who we are and what our mission is and who we're called to be. We forgot who we are and forgot whose we are. We think that we belong to the countries and the nations that we live in, forgetting that this was a war. And we were prisoners, of, our ancestors were prisoners of war. When I was in the military station in Germany, I saw people that were war babies. They were war babies. What, what do you mean war babies? They were there. They were conceived during the war by soldiers that were there, and they grew up there, and they stayed there in Europe. And they're looked up on as Europeans. They're war babies. If you go to Vietnam, Thailand, you go anywhere that there's been a war, you're going to find war babies. And they're trying to fit into a community or in a system that is not there. And they'll tell you when you talk to them, we're treated differently. We're treated differently. And guess what? In this country, we're treated differently. How do I know? Because just the other a year or so ago, affirmative action, maybe this, yeah, 23, I think they voted down more parts of affirmative action. They've watered down the voting act. Everything that was supposed to level the playing field, they're rolling it back. Why are they doing it? Because we are still in this place. And just like it is in Mitzrayim, in this parashah, it is no different. It is no different. 
Everything that we've spoken of in this parashah has happened to the children of Israel in this country and throughout the world where we've been scattered. Everything, you can find a parallel for it. If it doesn't, if this does not reveal to you who you are, then we got some more work to do. Mm -hmm. And you know what I'm saying? We have work to do. Moshe Rabbeinu, a blessed memory, went back to the children of Israel in Mishraim, and he faced the same thing mm -hmm. where the children of Israel fought against him. Many of them, as I read, died because they refused to accept the fact of what he was given to them. It was time to go. They, mm -hmm. they didn't want to go. They've assimilated into Mishraim. They had assimilated. Because children were born there. 400 years? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Children were born there. They probably thought that they were commit. Mm -hmm. They identified with commit. Or Mitzrayim. They identified with them because, you know, and again, you know, go ahead. I see. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking as you were saying that there's all these videos going out about people from like places like DR and, and outside of like, you know, melanated people outside of who have probably been mixed in with something else. And they're, you know, coming for, for Black people or African-Americans or whatever we would want to call ourselves and, you know, but, um, and saying, don't call me Black. So there's a set of people that are saying, don't call me Black because of my culture. Right. The culture, just like you said, like they, they've, in this whole warfare, there's been a mixing that's supposed to happen in their genetic play and also in, you know, their culture. And so like their culture is a combination of probably some, some African and some Spanish or some African and some French, you know, and stuff like that. And so this is their, who they are to them, not realizing that culture is fleeting, you know, and culture is just a thing that's been put on you. It is not who you are, you know, yeah. it is not your DNA. It is not, but they'll say don't because this is what, and every time you hear them say, don't call me black, they say, we do this, we do that. I speak this, you know, mm -hmm. and it's like all external things that could change in a moment. You could learn a new language. You could just like your, your ancestors learn that one, you know, those are not things that are, are steadfast who you are, but it's it, to the same point, those things don't call me that you know, don't call me black. There's the African-Americans or the black one saying, I, I do not identify as African-American, I am black, you know, because of this, that, and the third, which is also, again, culture. And the culture, just the same way when you were taken out of your culture and put there, you had came with a culture and it was changed. Culture can be ever moving, you know, those are not who you are, but that confusion is coming in because of, like you said, the mixing in, the being taken out of what you know, and this is what you know now, this is what you have. And so you start identifying with where you're located when you were just a product of, of you know, a situation in your environment, and so in your changed environment. Yeah, I, I was just thinking that the justification could be, like, again, we look at our natural lives and everybody wants to be, you know, I guess blessed or successful, because I'm even going back to uh, to Lot when he chose to settle in in Sodom and Gomorrah. Again, the place was lush, it was vibrant, it was very green, and so we always wanted to choose that which we think our eye shows us to be the best. And and so I guess people will have those different points of views, but mm -hmm. again, we're still blinded spiritually. 
Yeah, that's what I think. That's a detaching spiritually. Again, that shows a sign of that because it's like it can, like a coat, Elisa was saying, the eyes are seen, mm -hmm. you know, and and that was what I was thinking too. Like you can, it can be that way for the moment. It was that way for life. At the moment, mm -hmm. it was lush and plentiful. Mm -hmm. But look at like they say that there was a right. time where if Yashara Al was lush and plentiful too. Now it's it's basically desert. Right. But you know, you know, things change over time, and only Yah knows what that change that will is. be. And so that's who you're supposed to seek when he says travel and sojourn here or there you know but people got their own things doing thinking they know better than y'all for some strange some reason. reason but you know as i yeah. said that i was thinking back sorry i just quickly with 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 a lot the idea that he even settled where he settled i, I realized again going back to the idea of trusting and believing and i'm sure i'm, I'm not the originator of that thought that mm -hmm. he, he he relied on what he saw because with abraham not being in such a lush place, you have to rely on Yah to provide the rains because he talks about if we be obedient unto him and then uh, we follow his commandments, then we will get those latter rains so that we know that we are taken care of. He will provide. And so you find people wanting so much to rely on physical and natural things that they, again, eliminate Yah by not putting themselves in a situation that they believe where they have to rely on his provision that he will provide because you cannot see a way physically that you're going to provide. Mm -hmm. And so we know that Lot chose because he saw there would be the river flow. You don't have to worry about rain coming from the sky to water his, his plants, you know, but mm -hmm. yeah, we, we get lost in those things. But so spiritually, again, it, it shows a lacking when we, again, go to the things that we see rather than knowing that our sufficiency is in Yah. And so we rely and depend on him. And so we don't have to fight those battles. Mm -hmm. Sorry, go ahead, Rabbi. There was something else that I wanted to mention. You talked about the war babies, and that made me think of the half Torah with, with um, Cicera's mom when she was waiting for him to show up. And, and so she's asking the question, like, why am I not hearing the, the beats of, of hoofs coming? Why is he delayed? Why haven't they um, divided the spoils? Mm -hmm. So I realized that that seemed to always be a consequence of war, that mm -hmm. when you put, and it's oftentimes men going in, into war, and, and men, again, without that spiritual protection, will obviously get captivated by the physical mm -hmm. and, and do certain things. And she, and it surprised me that that she would say, because it says in, in verse 30 of that portion, um, have they not found and divided the spoil? And she says, a womb or two for every man, spoil of that material. So I'm just wondering, Rabbi, in terms of those, the fact that those things do happen and, and children are born, whether we win or we fight, whether it's forced, you know, but, and, and so we, be, we become so engrossed or enveloped in, in, in the fact that those things are happening that we think we belong and, and it is ours. And so now we have a stake just something that was never intended to be ours yeah. mm -hmm. because we were prisoners of war. And you know right. what gets us is the investment we put Correct. then and now. Oh, man, it's like, so because, but, but that investment you, you put, it was through slavery. <laughs> mm -hmm. so they never had you do that investment expecting to give you a return. And so it's like, we will see all that time and that That's investment right. that we put in there and say, you, That's you right. owe me. And it's not, but we weren't working in a corporation and you were not, putting in you know funds to to a uh, um stock <laughs> you were the stock <laughs> yeah, yeah. to them you were the stock and you yeah, were the thing were. to be traded 
Right. You know, and yeah. so, yeah, it's true that rightfully so they should if, if they were dealing in righteousness. But it's like you're trying to go into an unrighteous nation and an unrighteous system and expect them to to give you what they But the, the start in itself. I remember there was an elder in, in one of the churches that we used to go to and he um, was dealing with counseling with a couple and, and they were having some issues and he was trying to figure out what was going on. So then all of a sudden, I guess the spirit told him to ask, how did they begin? And their beginning <laughs> was unrighteous, you mm -hmm. know, and because their beginning was, he was like, so then he goes, oh, wait, wait, hold on. You know, so it's like, what you're doing is bearing the fruit of the, the, the relationship you have. It's kind of the same thing here. It's like, we're, we started that relationship. It wasn't a righteous one, but we're expecting to bear good fruit from that situation. When it was for us on our side, it was it was the punishment that was handed to us for our disobedience. And on their side, it was the unrighteous acts that they did, because just because we were being punished doesn't mean that the the acts that they were doing was righteous. So from all sides of the, the coin, it, it was just a, a bad deal yeah. and a bad contract. It wasn't even a real contract. Well, Let's just they don't put it think that, that they did. Yeah. One of the issues is they don't think they did anything wrong. Exactly. They, they think that it was manifest yeah. destiny for them to do this. So mm -hmm. that's and that's in the books. They talk about the the miracle of America and all this kind of. I read a book, you know, about the miracles of America, and I'm saying this is all propaganda stuff, you know. And so, mm -hmm. um, you know, but that's just my opinion, right? It's all because I, I see and I weigh between what is right and wrong. So, but I, I want to read this um, out of chapter 15 in uh, Exodus. Verse 25, and this is the gist of the whole thing. This is the gist of the whole thing. It says, uh, and he cried unto the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree, which when he had cast into the waters, the waters were made sweet. And there he made for them, this is what I wanted to get, this is what I was getting to. There he made for them a statute and an ordinance. And there he tested them, and he said, if Thou will walk diligently, hearken to the word, the voice of the Lord thy God, and will do that which is right in his sight, and wilt give ear to his commandments and keep all of his statutes. I will put none of these diseases upon thee, on thee which I have brought upon the midst upon Israel, for I am the Lord that heals thee. All right, here's the gist of it. He just told us what it's going to take. This is what it's going to, and we know for a fact that we're here. So what happened? We broke it. And not a word that he spoke has fallen to the ground to this day. Not one word has fallen to the ground until it has accomplished what it was said to do. It doesn't return to him, I should say. None of his words shall return to him until it is accomplished what he said. So, because he said the things that he said in the scripture, all right, for y'all that, that say these are legends, whatever he said in the scripture is going to happen, it has happened. Also, uh, in that scripture that you just read, <laughs> I'm not saying that it doesn't say this, but it said, if you will follow my statutes and my ordinances, keep my commandments, and one more thing, it didn't say if you just have faith that it's going to happen. You have to do those things that he said. You have to follow the statutes, the 
the ordinances, the practices, mm -hmm. and the commandments. And the commandments. I've heard people say, but we have faith. But did you do those four things there? And yes, they may be talking about, I won't put any of the diseases upon you. But it's those four things. When you do those four things, you've got faith that he won't do the diseases on you. That's a fearful thing. Disease on a person. And they saw that. If you will follow this, 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 and this, I won't do this. I'm sure that could possibly be used in any situation. If you follow my ordinances, my statutes, my commandments, my practices, I won't let you go bankrupt. I won't put you out on the street. I won't let you be hungry. But we think that it's just faith. It's never just faith. It's faith and works. If you should got faith, I got works. I'll show you my faith by my works. Because I'm doing that thing. What he requires. That's it. That is timely. Actually, that was a part I didn't get to say in the end. Um, was, was kind of connected to what you're saying there in the trusting and believing. The reason we're saying trusting and believing, because if you just believe a thing, you could believe on his name, believe he exists, all of that. That's, that's, that's all fine and good. But it's when you trust a person, then you say, I will do what you say. You know, when you trust them, that is the, the sign of trust is that I will do what you say, because I trust this person. Most of the time we say, oh, I'm going a, I'm to a do this because I trust him. He's a trustworthy person. And therefore you follow the thing that he's given you. And that's how we have to see this is, yes, because we see faith is very abstract. It's just our belief, but it's trusting and believing. And therefore there is action because you trust him, you know? Yeah, you trust him. Yeah, it's like, um, well, somebody comes up, somebody you don't even know. Mm -hmm. And they come and say, they want to borrow some money from you. Uh, you know, well, I feel like Ben, you may have had some conversation with them, right? And you're on a job and you both work and you start at the same time. They may have started a little bit, say they started a few years before you and you're working on the same job. And six months down the line, they come to you and say, can you loan me some money? And you say, wait a minute, we're on the same job. We all, we're both making pretty good money. And you started before me and you're asking me for money. Something wrong with that, right? So you say, why are you asking me for money when you've been here longer than I have and I've saved money and we're doing the same thing? We get the same, well, you're getting paid more than me because you started before me. You get a little, uh, you know, a little annual raise or whatever. And they ask you for money. Right? It's like, and then, you know, you have, we've been studying this word for all this time. And you still don't trust him? And so you ask me to pray for you. You've been studying longer than I have. Why are you asking me to pray? You should be praying for me. It's, you know, it's not taking root because, and the, and the, diff, and the thing is that you're in the word doing the same, you're supposed to be supposedly doing the word. Somebody's doing the word and somebody's not. All right. Somebody's doing the work and doing what they're supposed to do and somebody's not. 
sometimes situations and circumstances come, you know, and, and of course that happens from time to time, right? But the father said, if you're doing what I said, I'm going to show you what's about to happen so you can be prepared for it. But just in case you fall into it, trust me anyway, and I'll get you out of it. So you tell the other person, why don't you trust God and just start doing what you're supposed to do? And they get angry with you because you tell them that. You know, just trust him. I did it. I had the same problem you did. I just trusted him. He worked it out for me. Stand still. <laughs> right? Hold, stay in your place. Because fear will cause you to go and take a signature loan. <laughs> when you could have just stood still, <laughs> you know, just stand still and don't worry about them signature loans. Because the signature loan will put you deeper in debt. They say, people, listen to this now. Listen to this. I was a loan officer for a short while. And one of the things a loan officer do is go to a person who's got a good loan on his house, it had paid down a few years, and go and tell them, you need to get a refinance. And the person say, why? He said, well, you can pull some money out of that refinance, get a refinance, pull you some money out, and then go buy yourself a new car, go on a vacation. You know, you know, you know why the loan officer is doing that? Because he didn't get more money out of it. But the person who falls for it doesn't realize he's putting himself back in more bondage. Now, if you're going to take a, a, a second mortgage or you're going to do a refinance and pull money out, let it be for an investment, for, the, for re reinvesting in something for you to free you up from bondage. Don't just take it out just to get the money out. And, you know, and then you got another, you get, oh, get a 15-year mortgage. Well, your payment goes up, you know, you pay it off sooner, but you should have just increased your payment on your mortgage and you still would have paid it off in a short time. An extra payment a year. We'll pay that mortgage off, save you 10 years on it. You know, things like that. But loan officers and people in, in this country is based upon keeping you in bondage by showing you a picture of the good side, but not showing you the downside. See, they make it, and we're here in this system. They've called us to buy, we, we've been taught and shown how to buy into the system, which is not our system. And the system is designed to keep you in Mitzrayim. People can't leave this country because they've got all this stuff bound up, and you'll never own it because you got to pay tax on it. You don't pay your taxes or your HOA if you have that. They're going to take it from you. They can take it from you. The HOA can foreclose on your property if you don't pay the, the HOA fees. They can do it if you're unfortunate enough to be in one of those communities. They make it feel like you need that so they can take care. Get your own property. Get you in a place outside of HOA. Get you some private property. And then you're still not going to own it anyway. You pay it off the mortgage. You still got to pay taxes every and insurance taxes and insurance or you can lose your property and then i could go to I, and then i'm gonna go up to the tax office find out who's blind on the taxes i'm gonna go find that person pay the tax on it and take that property it's mine that's how it works you get behind you get sick you get something going on with you it's a perpetual bondage to whom you're indebted to, you are in bondage. Oh, I'm giving y'all some information. Oh, y'all got me into some stuff. Now I'm talking about economics and all this kind of stuff. And, but, and we talk about Mitch Ram. You see what happened? Because it's, it's, it's the system that we're trying to open our eyes to. 
to understand what is going on. You never own property in the United States of America. Never, ever, never, never. They tell you it's yours until you miss the payment. Try to go in there and make up the payments that you're behind. They say, no, you got to pay it all. After 90 days, they've seen a 90-day demand. And, that, and that, you know, the demand levers come to you. They get to a point, they're not going to talk to you anymore. Now you got to get an advocate to talk to you. Then they're going to say, okay, make me a payment. You make that payment, they know you're going to, if you haven't changed your situation, it's going to be right back in there again. They'll go and file bankruptcy. Well, chapter 7, or chapter 13, that is a debtor's, you know. So now you got 10 years on your record that you got a bankruptcy, you know. Interest rates are going to be higher on you. All this kind of, that's just crazy stuff. That's just a system. It's a system. Well, it's something you can use at your disposal. And so, it sounds good. And what I'm saying is, for us, who are Yashar all, us, and I notice I said Yashar all, all of, all of us that are going to Yah, everybody, I don't care where you come from, what community, what nation, what nationality, I don't care. If you're going to a Yah, I'm talking to you. And, and, you know, we got some people that are savvy and financially savvy and all these, you know, all this stuff. They know that stuff. They know about the tricks and the, the tricks of the trade. You know, you know, you I test the system. I test the system you know, and see how it works. I test it. I try and see how it works, you know, and, and uh, talk to people in the community. If you're, again, those that are Yisrael. Now, Yisrael, Yisrael, those that are going to God going to him, on their way to him. As, as was read, obey the laws and the statutes. Right? Obey them. The commandments. Obey them. Find out what they are. Obey them. It'll make the difference. It will make a difference in your life. Because in law, y'all's teachings, he teaches us financial stewardship. He teaches about contracts. Study life of, of, of Abraham Avino, blessed memory, of how he went and bought that cave. And he said, no, let's write this thing up. You're not going to just, no, no, you go, we're going to write this up. This is a legal and binding document. The land of Israel was purchased by the children of Israel, and they have a binding and legal document. You know what it's called? The Torah, first five books of the Bible. That is the legal and binding document for the children of Israel to learn, to earn, to earn, I mean, to own, let me correct myself, to own the land of Israel, right? You, of the descendants of Yaakov or Israel, the man Israel, the land is named after the man because there is a document that says that that land belongs to Yaakov or Israel, belongs to his descendants. It's perpetual, it's a perpetual contract to the children of Israel. Now I've changed it from the Yasar all to the children of Israel, Yisrael, right? The land of Israel belongs to the children of Israel. The legal and binding document is in every Bible. Every Hebrew Bible has that contract agreement in it. And if you don't know it, you don't know you have a right to the land. You see, you don't know it. And you don't know that the whole thing is about land. Owning the land. And it's larger than what you think it is. See, we've been told it's just a little sliver. Israel is not that little sliver. They've been, we've been duped. 
You've been hoodwinked. You've been bushwhacked. No pun intended. <laughs> but, but, you know, again, you know, it's a land that has a title and a deed. It's a legal and binding document. Legal and binding document. It is a perpetual document. Belongs to the children of Israel. And so they don't want you to know who you are. They don't know you have a right to that land. You don't know you have a right to it because you don't know who you are. You're a victim of a war. You're a war baby. And you're still in the land of captivity. So they don't want you to know right. who the rightful owner is. You know, uh, oh, by the way, yeah, you know, there's something wonderful that, that's in here. In, in chapter uh, 77, talks about the rod that Moses had in the Sefer. Chapter 77, Jasher talks about the rod that Moses was in the garden of Ruel, and he saw this rod in there, and and he didn't know he so he he sees it. It's got the name on it. It's got the name on it. So he pulls it out, and he's walking around with like nothing happening, right? So when when his father-in-law saw him with this thing, he says, "All these men have been trying to get it because whoever gets it gets to marry the daughter, right? Huh? Whoever can pull it out of the ground can get the marry the daughter, and then Moses he just goes in and pulls the thing out like nothing." It walks around. Exactly. It walks around. Huh? Check that out. It's in there. Oh my goodness, it's in there. You, you, you think I'm kidding, huh? It's in, uh, chapter 30 started at the. Oh, we're supposed to be finished. I'm going over to <laughs> I just sent him. I said, maybe yeah, you have to say something. We're enjoying so. <laughs> yeah, so much. Yeah. That's, that's, that's very interesting. <laughs> Y'all gonna have to get that next time. Yeah, we can do that on Tuesday. We can do that on Tuesday. I start getting excited, start showing up all this good stuff in here people don't know about because they don't know the you know that the sword and the stone that they talk about. And then everybody trying to pull it like King Arthur. That's where that came from. Yeah, King Arthur. That's what it came from. Sword and the stone, yes. Part of that out of here. See, people watch that and see that story and don't know it came out of the Sephir. Right. I've read that story before in yeah. another Bible. I don't remember it, but it was before I got the Sefer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's all this stuff we got in here. People don't know about it. Anyway, I didn't want to go over to, I, you know, I get excited and start going. I look at the mm -hmm. clock and it's all, it's after one o'clock. Thank yeah. you, Rodeway. Is there anything you want to say that as a, a takeaway, summarize? Yeah, yeah. In, in a summary, it's, it's no matter where you find yourself in the world system, you know, uh, whatever is going through your mind, remember, it's not what you see. It's not what you feel. It's what the word says about you and your circumstances. Now, if you know who you are and if you know who you are, it's easier for you, right? It's easier for you to line up with what it's, you're supposed to do. So when the spirit of fear comes and causes you to start thinking a certain way, right? And the spirit of pride or your ego starts to rise up. You know, you get in check. See, all of this is found in the Torah, in the scripture, right? To remind us, you see, Harpu Uriyo Kiyonoki Elohim, Arom Bogoim, Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. I will be exalted amongst the nations and I will be exalted amongst the earth. That's what he's saying. Harpu Uriyo Kiyonoki Elohim. I will be exalted. So if you know that, 
and you know who you are and who you are, you're on the right track. Amen. Come on out. <laughs> thank you, Rabbi, for, for that summary. Those words of encouragement as well. So we thank you. We had such a blast. We did not want it to end, but we, <laughs> we will pick up this discussion again as we continue to study Jah's words. And so we hope that we've given you enough meat to fist on that you could grow your spirit man in Yah and stop relying on what you see. But know that he's a God that we serve in spirit and in truth. So thank you once again for joining us and for allowing us to come into your space and break bread. We do hope, again, that you will find this very much edifying to your spirit, man, not just on, not just to your physical man. So thank you once again. At this time, I have a question. Go ahead. Do we do we have the parish off for next week? The reading. Yes, it was um, Yitro. Okay. Um, um, for next week, I think it was Exodus eighteen. We start at verse eighteen, chapter eighteen, yeah. verse one. With uh, Moses' father-in-law when he's joining them in the wilderness. Let me yeah. tell you specifically. Thank you. Yes, bro. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you throw, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, Exodus chapter 18, verse 1 through chapter 20, verse 23. 23, right, 23. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, the half Torah is Isaiah chapter 6 verse 1 through chapter 7 verse 6 and chapter 9 verses 5 through 6 and the Brit Hadashah the gospel will be coming from Matthew chapter 19 verses 16 through 26. Thank and you. Which is optional you because we yeah. know some people. Yeah. Like yeah. different versions get a different Brit Hadashah. Amen. Yeah. But, um, so ho hopefully again you, you will see we inspire you to, to, to grow your spirit man. So you have to spend time in his word and so we'll certainly grow as we spend time in his word and allow his spirit to speak to our hearts. So thank you once again. And may you continue to bless each and every one. At this point, could you close us in prayer, please? <laughs> yeah, we thank you and we praise you. I'm going to read from a little bit from Psalms 1942 uh, lesson, because that's where I was before we started service. Um. He says, Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in Torah of Yahweh. Blessed are they that guard his testimonies and that seek him with the whole heart. They also do no iniquity. They walk in his ways. You have commanded us to guard your precepts diligently. Oh, that my ways were directed to guard your statutes. Then shall I not be ashamed when I have respect unto all of your commandments. I will praise you with uprightness of heart. When I shall have learned your righteous judgments, I will guard your statutes. O oh, forsake me not utterly. Wherewith shall a young man cleanse his ways by taking heed thereto according to your word? With my whole heart have I sought you. Oh, let me not wander from your commandments. Your word have I hidden in my heart that I may not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Yahweh. Teach me your statutes. I'm going to stop there. We can go on and on. And I have to go on and on with this. <laughs> It'll be in there all day. Psalms 119, even when I did not um, 
know the whole gist of us and keeping the Torah. I, I was drawn to this scripture. I would pray this, this, this scripture. And then it became real life, you know, but I was just drawn to it. And oh, that I would know your ways. Oh, that my ways would be directed to guard your statutes. And I would say my favorite one was, oh, how I love thy law. It is my meditation all the day long, all the day long. And at that time, you know, being in that Christian space, I took it to mean that his word, all that I loved his word. And it was, it is the thing I think about all day. You know, I, I'm seeking, I'm seeking to hear your voice. I am seeking to know the interpretation of your word and how to live it out. Mm -hmm. you know? And it has become greater and more magnified. So he did do that. He did teach me when, when, when I would read a verse and he would um, expound on it through his Ruach HaKodesh, I would call it spiritual field trips. <laughs> because I'll go, what's that supposed to mean? What does that mean? <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, that same day, most of the time, that same day, I would have an experience in life that would show me what that, that scripture meant, how that is supposed to be lived out and interpreted. And I'll go, spiritual field trip. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. like, you've read it. Now let me show you how to live it. Yeah. And I think that each day, we, that's how we're supposed to be seeking the answers. Like we could argue all what, what our minds would tell us is is his interpretation or his, the way he wants us to walk it. But what we really after, I believe those who are Yashra Al, you know, we are after getting it the way he intended, you know, and, and that I believe that is my belief that it is through the Ruach ha HaKodesh that we have that understanding. Amen. Amen. Teach us the ways of thy statutes that we might observe with our whole heart. We're going to do the ironic blessing. Do you, you want me to do them from just the middle? Yeah. Okay, so. <laughs> Isaiah, who May Allah bless you and may he keep you. May Allah cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious toward you. And may Allah lift up his countenance toward you. And may he give you peace. They shall put my name on the children of Yashua, and I will bless them. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, hallelujah. May we rest in you. May we rule with you. May we reign with you. May we abide with you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Blessed be the name of Yahweh.
most high. He is a strong tower that the righteous run into and are safe. May we find safety in you. May we rest in you on this Shabbat. For you said we have six days to labor and do all our work, but the seventh is a holy, a holy day as unto you that we set aside. May we rest in you and learn of you. Amen and hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, amen. 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 Be blessed. Amen. And again, may you spend time in his word and grow your spirit, man. We pray that you would share, like this episode, spend time with it, and, and hopefully you shall receive what it is you are to receive from it. So be blessed and go in your wonderful and powerful name. Amen. And and amen. amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Shabbat shalom and Shabbat, Shabbat shalom, everyone. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom.